Futurized goes beneath the trends to track the underlying forces of disruption in tech, policy, business models, social dynamics, and the environment. I'm your host, Trunarne Unheim, futurist, author, investor, and serial entrepreneur. Join me as I discuss the societal impact of deep tech, such as AI, blockchain, IoT, nanotech, quantum, robotics, and synthetic biology, and tackle topics such as entrepreneurship, trends, or the future of work. On the show, I interview smart people with a soul, founders, authors, executives, and other thought leaders, or even the occasional celebrity. Futurized is a bi-weekly show preparing you to think about how to deal with the next decade's disruption so you can succeed and thrive no matter what happens. Futurized, conversations that matter. In episode 133 of the podcast, the topic is the future of entertainment. Our guest is Brimstone, entrepreneur, professional wrestler, radio host, actor, author, musician, philanthropist, food critic, as well as a video game hero, and much more. In this conversation, we talk about what the next decade looks like in Brimstone's sphere of entertainment, comics, and wrestling. Entertainment has been here since the beginning of time, from storytelling around the bonfire, to hunting, to Greek theater, to gladiators. Everywhere we go, it is about entrancing an audience and standing out from the competition by being unique. What does the future hold? What can all of us learn from a master entertainer? If you're new to the show, seek particular topics, or you are looking for a great way to tell your friends about the show, which we always appreciate, we've got the episode categories. Those are at futurize.org episodes. They are collections of your favorite episodes organized by topic, such as entrepreneurship, trends, emerging tech, or the future of work. That'll help new listeners get a taste of everything that we do here, starting with a topic they are familiar with or want to go deeper in. The host of this podcast, Trunarne Unheim, PhD, is the author of Health Tech Rebooting Societies, Software, Hardware, and Mindset, published by Rutledge in 2021, Future Tech, How to Capture Value from Disruptive Industry Trends, published by Kogan Page in 2021, Pandemic Aftermath, how Coronavirus Changes Global Society, and Disruption Games, How to Thrive on Serial Failure, both published by Atmosphere Press. Leadership from Below, How the Internet Generation Redefines the Workplace by Lulu Press in 2008. For an overview, go to Trondsbooks at trondentime.com books. At this stage, Futurize is lucky enough to have several sponsors. To check them out, go to futurize.org slash sponsors. If you are interested in sponsoring the podcast or to get an overview of other services provided by the host of this podcast, including how to book in for keynote speeches, please go to futurize.org slash store. We will consider all brands that have a demonstrably positive contribution to the future. Before you do anything else, make sure you are subscribed to our newsletter on futurize.org, where you can find hundreds of conversations with episodes that matter to the future. I hope you can also leave a positive review on iTunes or in your favorite podcast player. It really matters to the future of this podcast. Thanks so much. Let's begin. Brim, how are you today? First and foremost, Tron, I want to say finally Brimstone has made it to the future of entertainment with you here on Futurize. Super <laughs> psyched, super excited, waking up on a nice, delicious Wednesday morning, and uh, I'm ready to go with you, brother. I, it's so good to be here. 
You know, I am also ready. I, look, Brim, you you were a child actor. You decided you wanted to become a drummer. You're quite a musician, I understand. And, uh, you know, wanted to be a rock star. You're one of the few people that I have been in touch with that actually then became a rock star. Um, you, you, I understand you learned marketing to figure out how to get this done. We need to talk about this. You've done comics, massive sort of comic empire. Uh, you must be a hero to all comics nerds. And then you went into wrestling and, uh, and then obviously into broad style entertainment, which is what we're going to talk about here today. And, and you're a bit of a celebrity in many, many circles. Uh, I think both uh, outside comics and, and wrestling people are, are tuning into to your energy and, and the stuff that you have to say. But there was this last thing, and, and then I'll shut up because I want you to tell me how wrong I was about your background. <laughs> but you're also known as quite a compassionate guy, and you have all these causes that you're supporting. You have your own uh, scholarship fund, I believe. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll try to cover a, a bunch yeah. of this, but d did I do you justice at all? You know, is this a, <laughs> a little bit of background? <laughs> it's a little bit. Yeah, no, it's good. What do you call it? The scholarship fund? Actually, uh, we did away with after the first year of the, um, the, what do you call it? Uh, after the, uh, roast, uh, we did that specifically for the roast and, um, it was just a lot of work and, uh, and I couldn't keep up with doing my own. Therefore, I am involved with a tremendous amount of other, um, you know, charitable uh, causes. You name it, I've done it. And, uh, you know, for the most part, I do on the regular. Um, I'm, I'm the celebrity spokesperson, for, uh, celebrity spokesperson for the Stan Lee Foundation. I do the Arthritis Foundation. I do you name it. Uh, and, and I do it is pretty much what it comes down to. And I always I always felt the need and I and and. Um, uh, and I was taught by my mother at a young age that you always give back, give back to the people that, you know, uh, help get you to where you are and help give back to the people who need more than you do. Um, you know, I grew up with nothing um, and, you know, I, I built myself into what I am today. And, um, you know, and, and I want other people to be able to eat. I want other people to be able to, you know, not be in pain every day. And, um, you know, especially in this this new environment in the world, you know, here we're talking about the future and the future of entertainment. Who knows what the future is of this world with all the viruses and this, that, and the next thing that's happening. And, and you know, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, so, you know, like one thing that myself and my crew from the Grindhouse Radio did is that when the, the beginning of the pandemic, we found out that the food bank over here uh, was completely dry and we said well we got to do something about that so you know we put ourselves uh right up there we we you know and we did it nonchalantly we didn't go to the press we didn't do anything like that we we, we contacted the people locally contacted our friends over at the local walmart and said we need to do something we put together thousands of dollars of food for the uh for the families of the area and um you know filled the food bank you know and that was because not because we had to not because we wanted the the publicity for it uh which other people did um, you know, we did it because it was the right thing to do. And, and all the, the only reason why I talk about it now to you and, and put this out into the ether is because I'd like to inspire other people to give back and do things, not because they have to, not because they want that publicity, but because it's the right thing to do. So, um, Brim, you have uh, been called a, a very wonderful thing, uh, Renaissance man, by a, a lot of people. And, you know, even just going through your background, clearly you span a bunch of different fields that aren't easy to kind of imagine. Uh, so I was wondering, talking about your mother, did she see that in you? Is part of what you are reflecting here kind of, uh, were there people 
others in your background that that sort of nudged you forward and and said, uh, you know, Brim, you can you can do all these things, or would you say there was an inner drive that got you here? It's a little bit of everything. I mean, you know, my mother, my father, and my parents were divorced. That's why my my um, acting as a child kind of was cut short a little bit because my parents were divorced, and you know, that's that's a whole different story altogether. But um, you know, everybody was always like, "Look, you could do whatever you want. Uh, you could be whatever you want to be as long as you work hard for it." Um, and uh, you know, my mother was trying to nourish that, you know, when I was younger, and then um, you know, as time went on, and I was you know started to do the music thing and. I was playing and and obviously I, being a drummer, I'm like the loudest instrument in the bunch. So <laughs> she was like starting to regret saying you could do whatever you want <laughs> because it was loud. Um, and then I would always have the band practices at the house and so forth when I was younger. But, um, you know, that being that being the case, um, you know, my dad, again, was very supportive as well. Um, but, you know, he was always telling me, you know, you need to make sure you have a fallback plan. You need to make sure that you are, are um, you know, you understand sales and marketing and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and, and that's what kind of guided me in that direction. And while I was doing the music thing, I mean, I really learned a lot because, you know, we were going into it. We were young. I was fresh out of school. I was actually touring while I was in school, uh, college in, um, what do you call it? My, uh, you know, the biggest thing was learning guerrilla marketing and, and, you know, uh, negotiations and, you know, and I was doing all that work. So for me, that, that really helped design future brim you know what i mean that really gave me the nuts and bolts of what i needed and funny enough that wasn't my first foray into the industry um and it also wasn't my first business uh what do you call it? because i actually had my own business um which was what do you call it? which was actually in the adult novelty field um when i was 17 going on 18 so i did that first and foremost and uh, it was a great learning experience for me uh, i went door to door building my own business um so it was a really it was a really cool thing but we won't talk too much about that but what do you call it uh you know that that gave me a lot of the insight of where I needed to go and what I needed to do and, and really figure out, like, I could do whatever I want. You know, my mom was right. I could do whatever I want as long as I just put my, my best foot forward and bust my hump. And I learned at an early age, you know what, even if it doesn't work out, even if you fail, that, that failure, you know, is a good thing. It's a positive failure is good. People like to make fun of people who, who, you know, uh, you know, don't come through with something or something doesn't work out and, or poke fun at, or, or go, Oh, you couldn't do this. So you could guess what those, those failures are, they're the key to success. They give you the seeds to move that 10 feet forward. You know what I mean? They, they create the trees that give you the vines to swing right past other people. You know what I mean? If you, if you really put your mind to it, um, you got to learn from those mistakes. So the people that fail and then they go home, oh, this doesn't work. And then they go on and do something you know completely different and want nothing to do with, you know, uh, you know, getting back up on the horse. Well, those people truly failed, you know, and they didn't learn anything from it. And they're always going to be stuck in that rut. When you fail and then you pick yourself up and go, hmm, what went wrong? What did I do that that caused uh, this to go wrong? How can I make it better? Wh which direction will help me kind of take this and put it back onto the path to success? You know what I mean? That's where you're winning. You know what I mean? Lebrun, did you have a notable failure that has propelled you forward? 
I, I've had plenty. I have had a ton of them. Um, you know, look, at the end of the day, first and foremost, in entertainment in general, um, there are plenty of times where you could get a role, you could wait on the role, you could be excited for the role, you could talk about the role, then all of a sudden, the role doesn't happen because either they decided this film or the TV show or the video game or whatever it is, they decided they're not doing it, or two, um, what do you call it, the... Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, they recast it because they want wound up going in a different direction or three, you film it and everything's great. And you're excited. And all of a sudden the producer goes, eh, and then he doesn't put it out. You know? <laughs> so there's so many things in terms of that alone. Um, the first business, as I, as I mentioned to you before, uh, the reason why that failed is because my, what do you call it? Uh, and it would have still been going today. It was very successful at, at 17, 18. My, my partner was, um, what do you call it? Uh, he went to school, he went out to Penn state and, um, the product that we had was at his house and his parents didn't think about it. They just took all our, all our stuff and threw it out. So instead of calling me and saying, Hey, come get the stuff or, you know, if you're going to continue, they just threw it out thinking that, you know, it was a game. They didn't realize what was going on. Probably because of the reason, <laughs> probably the reason for it is because they didn't know what we were doing, <laughs> but, um, it was, uh, you know, it was a fun, fun little novelty item and, and, uh, and it did well, but that was, a, that wasn't a, a huge failure, but the failure, um, it wasn't like, uh, I did something wrong. It was, you know, there was nothing I could do. I couldn't, I couldn't go after, uh, the same, um, uh, suppliers that I was able to go after with him. Cause he's the one that had the contact with the suppliers. And at that time I was young, I was about to go to college. I didn't, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to contact people in Malaysia. You know what I mean? For, for rubber products. You know what I mean? I couldn't, I, it was just not at that time. So I took it and I put it in back my back pocket. I said, listen, it was a win for a while. I made, you know, a really good chunk of cash doing my own thing. And it, and I learned a lot. So hmm. even though, you know, people might say, Oh, well, it was no longer there. You failed. I won. I won. I made money. I learned. I had a product out. I had it out in world imports and Spencer's gifts and you know what I mean? And whole ton of adult shops, you know what I mean? So like for me, it was a win. Um, there are other times, you know, and throughout the, throughout the, the course of, of my history where I've taken on the wrong person or trusted the wrong person, you know what I mean? Um, and, and got in bed with, with somebody who eventually, you know, you, you get into bed with the dog. Sometimes you get fleas, you know, and, uh, that's a big problem, you know, and, and other people, you know, when you're in the boat with somebody and, you know, you're, you're sitting and paddling along and someone else is drilling a hole in the back and letting the water in. So these are the types of failures that, yes, I, I figured it out. I go, all right, well, I learned from this issue. I'm never going to let that happen again. Um, you know, and, and I, I have studied, you know, the, the, you know, what happened, what do you do when you have a partner and you do this? What do you do when you have, to, and I, and I went crazy teaching myself. And you know what? It knocked me back in one occasion and knocked me back a year and change. Um, but at the end of the day, I've grown bigger, better, broader, and, uh, and a lot stronger from it. Mm. So you know what? It was a win. Got it. Got it. So Brim, um, if you think about entertainment, right, it's it kind of, I think the French word means to hold together. It's just related to storytelling, which I, it seems like you're really good at, but there's so many things and, and it's kind of like an eternal thing. It's been there since the beginning of time, right? From like we were hunting and gathering, people were telling stories around the bonfire and then, you know, through like Greek theater and more like mass audience around, you know, gladiators and things and sort of competitions and stuff. And you seem to have kind of done it all in the modern times. 
you're a little bit of a modern gladiator, I guess, also. Have you ever thought <laughs> exactly have you ever thought about it this way that you're kind of carrying on this grand old tradition of kind of you know it's um among the oldest activities uh that entertain people and you are carrying it on do you think about that legacy or you know when you are coming up with something new as either a new spin on something that you have already been doing within entertainment or you're kind of branching out into something completely different what is it that makes you go from like A to B and say, okay, and now I'm going to launch something new? Well, first and foremost, the first part of that question, I've never thought of it that way. And I think that's a fantastic way of thinking. Um, and I, and I really like that way of thinking because, you know, I never, I never, it would never cross my mind, you know, that this was what they did back in the days, you know, uh, you know, before there was television and so forth, they sat around a campfire and they told stories and, you know, and this is how history was made. Um, so, you know, for me, I never thought of it, about it like that, but I think that's a fantastic way. And, and, and I'd like to actually start thinking of it that way to be completely blunt. I think that's fantastic. Anyway, uh, moving forward in terms of, uh, you know, what brings me from A to B or A to Z, um, Anything I'm doing in general, whether it's, you know, entertainment, life, whatever it is, I always want to know what the next natural progression is. What's the next natural progression? And, um, you know, and that's how I've, I've, and now other things kind of, you know, sprinkle in here and there, but, you know, to give you like the main hubs of stuff in, in turn, in, in terms of my career, um, what do you call it? just take it from the wrestling side because it's easier to explain from the wrestling side. So I spent X amount of years in pro wrestling. What are wrestlers? Wrestlers are these larger-than-life cartoon characters that are sitting in a ring, you know what I mean, wearing crazy clothes, doing crazy moves, beating each other up right in front of you, putting on a show, right? That's what that's what professional wrestling is. That being said, what's the next natural progression? Well, you know, technically, these wrestlers are superheroes. Why not do a comic book? So I took my character, the Brimstone character, took the complete character, pulled it out of the wrestling ring, put it into a comic book got rid of the wrestling whatsoever and went with the history and the background of the gimmick of the character. That being said, now we have the comic book. The comic book was put out. The next natural progression of the comic, well, I wanted to have a kid's book and a kid's series. Why? Because I wanted the parents to, you know, uh, who were, were super psyched and they loved the comic to be able to have their kids be super psyched and involved with the same characters that they can now vibe with and they know who these characters are and then builds up. So when they graduate from the kids' books, they know who they are in the comic books. So that was the next natural progression with that. While I was going back out on tour, you know, because again, you know, wrestling, I was out and about and all I saw was, you know, inside of trains, planes, automobiles, you know, uh, um, you know, hotels <laughs> and, 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 uh, arenas and, and so forth. I said to my, um, uh, one of my people at the time, Aton Wish, uh, my director of operations, I said, look, if I'm going back out on the road, I got to support the comics and the kids books. I don't want to just do, you know, this anymore, you know, like meaning the planes, trains, automobiles thing. I, I said, I want to be able to see the cities I'm going to. I want to enjoy them more. He goes, well, Brim, what do you want? What, what do you want to do? What, what more can you do? You're already, you know, swamped. I go, well, I like to eat. He goes, yeah, we know that. I said, shut up, Aton. That's not very nice. Of you. <laughs> um, then he goes, and then I said, well, and I also, I like to talk. He goes, oh, we know that too, as you guys do. I said, shut up, Aton. That's not very nice of you. Um, and <laughs> we, we, he, I said, well, why don't we do a, um, 
a series called Food Hound Tidbits. I said, we'll find like the, the coolest spots in the different areas that we're going to. And, you know, we're, whatever time of the day, you know, before, you know, before or after the convention, um, you know, what do you call that? We're deciding at, we'll go and we'll do these, do, do these things because we got to eat, you know? So, uh, He's like, all right, we'll we'll do it. And three seasons later, uh, Food Hound Tidbits was a thing, and that was before, um, you know, everybody was on YouTube and and social media and so forth, doing all the cooking stuff. I mean, that was before everything. Um, we were kind of like a you know a touring version of you know uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. You know what I mean? Except yeah. from. The other side, we were doing it from the dining side, and then I would go back into the kitchen with everybody, and you know we'd do the whole thing, and uh, and we would take people from the, you know, the convention center, um, you know, in the convention itself to the tabletop, you know what I mean? So, uh, so we got to see, you know, what was going on at the con, then the convention, I mean, I'm sorry, then the, uh, the coolest food places in that area. So uh, we would go to, you know, five-star restaurants and, and mom and pop hot dog shops. And it was always the coolest things ever. And, um, what do you call it? So if you're doing a food series, what's the next natural progression of food? put out a foodie product. So I did my sauces and seasonings. I did my coffee line. I did my candy line. Now you take all of that. And again, I'm, I'm just jumping around here. You take all that. And now I have the comic book and I say, well, you know, inside the comic, there's a bar and, and grill that all the guys go in, in the wastelands. And that's where they, they take their time away from, you know, what's going on, uh, you know, and their, and their, their quote unquote jobs as border hounds. And, um, in there you see them, you know, as they sitting at a, at a table, they're eating, you know, grindhouse burgers or, you know, uh, sweet heat treat wings or eating grub munchies at the bar. All of these are actual real products that you can purchase in real life. So if you're a fan of the comic, you can purchase them in real life. Or if you're not a fan of the comic, you can still purchase them and enjoy the products because they're all quality products and they're all award-winning. So everything is tied into each other. And if you noted, I said Grindhouse Burgers. Well, now what do I do? The Grindhouse Radio. So everything is tied together in one way, shape, or form. Then I have other products and things that come up, you know, that I was able to tie in and do other th- and do other stuff with, you know, um, even even my chocolate bar line. You know, uh, I'm the celebrity spokesperson for the Stan Lee Foundation. Stan was a friend of mine. Um, you know, he had the chocolate bars. The chocolate bars I wound up doing as what do you call it? Um, uh, wasteland s'mores and attached them into my comic book. You know what I mean? And, and that's, so everything is kind of tied together. I hope I'm making sense. No, you're making a lot of sense. And it's just fascinating to me. One of the reasons I really was looking forward to, to having this chat is because, you know, you can talk about, uh, the future of entertainment in many ways, but, um, as some people are getting a little depressed that the machines are sort of taking over, it seems to me that the role of human ingenuity or or creativity when it comes to branding and and stuff, you know, th- there could be streaming and digital concerts. But uh, just back to my point, some of the stuff that you are engaged in and the, and the kind of leaps you make every time here, they are somewhat more timeless and you're tying it into to experiences, right? Which is big in, yes. in, in marketing. What, you know, when you think about uh, how you're going to evolve your brand and how this decade has kind of started with a, with a bang, I guess, with COVID and everything, uh, but also, you know, technology is moving really fast. What do you think the next generation kind of innovators, celebrities and influencers, what are the things that they can bring to bear i mean is is all of this just timeless and you're sort of not worried about this kind of 
activity at all. Like you will, you will simply find these product extensions, or you'll just, uh, you know, reinvent yourself and use your 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 creative talent in some way. Or do you think there's something fundamental going on here that entertainment will have to not just follow, but actually become radically different in this somewhat virtualized world that we're we're really entering in this decade. It is, it is, even nowadays, it's a lot harder than it was uh, back then, even though people would think that it was easier now because you have more at your fingertips. It was harder. It's, it's harder now to be seen and to be heard. Um, and it's funny because, you know, back when, uh, you know, celebrity meant something, you know, celebrity meant, you know, this person worked hard. They did what they did. They, you know, that, that when you heard of them, you heard of them because they really did stand the test of time. They really did go, you know, all over the world and all over the country and, and make these appearances and you saw them and, you know, and you saw them on television, it was like, oh my God, they're on TV or you hear them on radio. Oh my God, it's radio. But now, you know, as, as the future moves forward, you know, um, you've got, you know, it's easy, not, not easy, but radio, it's not just radio anymore. It's internet, uh, radio, it's, it's, um, you know, podcasting, it's, you know, it's, you name it and it's there. Remember back when, I don't know how old you are, I might be dating myself here, but there it was pirate radio, you know, and it was before we had like internet and, and, uh, and stuff. there was pirate radio that, um, you know, uh, they used to like jump on back, back of other people's airwaves and, and so forth. And that was, that was like, you know, the thing back then. Now, I mean, you know, it, again, you can, you can get onto uh, and do anything, you know, you go online and you could just start up a, a website or this or that. So there's so much out there now, not that there wasn't before. Because there was before, it was just harder to be seen and heard, you know, um, or get your name out there because you had to find people. Now you could find the people, but there is so it's so much easier to find these people where you you know they're getting hundreds of thousands of different you know things sent to them weekly on a daily. Think about social media. There's tons. Of, you just go on and just scroll, 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 scroll. It's so hard to stand out, Brim. Right? Yes. I mean, it's it's, it's very, extremely. Very so you have to, you know, the one thing that will always remain throughout all of time, I don't care what it is, where you are, how you're doing it, in entertainment, in business, the one thing that will never change is you still have to have a brand. You have to build a brand and you have to have that brand and you have to nurture that brand. That will never change. What will change and what will continue to change will be specifically how you're going to get that brand out there into the world and into the ether. That's the biggest you know, issue right now. People have great show. You have a great show. We have a show. They have a show. Everybody has this. Or what, uh, I, have a, I have a new product, I, you know, whatever it is. Now you have to put that out into the ether and, and let people see it. And um, the fact is, is consumption, you know, human consumption, they can only take so much, you know, and before they just are scrolling without giving a damn, you know what I mean? So you have, I mean, even, even now, I think it was originally like 15 seconds or something that you had to get somebody's attention originally, or, or at least in the last couple of years. Now it's like two seconds, three seconds. You have, you know, the, the time of a swipe to get somebody's, you know, interest. Well, so what's your advice there? I mean, not everybody has, and, and you know, I'm going to be wrong in saying this because your personality clearly is something that you've worked on. Like, I, I, I'm sure you didn't show up like this at five. Like you, you, you have a personality <laughs> that you have discovered works also but you know some of it might be natural some of it is actually hard earned or you've worked on this to 
to to you know develop these these ways of speaking that that are fascinating. What do you have to bring, and and what are, what part of it can be learned, and what sort of part of it is is just not there? Because you know production quality, yes, creativity perhaps, and some uniqueness, and, and then positioning yourself and like you said, branding. But this life factor that you clearly have and that you have built on, and you you are able to do these extensions, but people recognize it as something authentic and exciting because of you, mm. how can others emanate that? Let's just take a case in point, like all of these authors out there. I have a bunch of them on my show. I am an author. It is really hard to stand out as an author these days because you know what? Everything is canceled. So podcast is actually the only kind of thing that's left. Even then, you can go on a gazillion of podcasts, but very few people sell many, many books. That's just, you know, kind of from my, I mean, I'm not in wrestling, so it's not really easy for me to kind of figure out, you know, whether it's really, really hard to be, you know, it was really, really hard to to operate as a wrestler or not. You tell me. But if you kind of use that broader, kind of broader categories, and, you know, comics, obviously, that's a, that's a writing profession and a, and a visual profession. What makes people stand out? Because I've talked to some unsuccessful comic book writers as well, or, or certainly people that aren't as well-known as you, what is it that people ultimately need to be able to do in order to sustain a very successful brand over time or build many like you have done? One, you have to be unapologetically authentic. Um, that's first and foremost. Two, you need some personality. You know what I mean? When you're going out into the world, yes, you might be the best writer on the planet, but if you can't speak the way you write, well, that's going to be a little bit of an issue um, because, again, people have such short attention spans nowadays that, you know, they want to be captured right at the moment. First thing I did when I came on here today, Tron, what did I do? Finally, Brimstone has made it. You know what I mean? Like, and I want to yeah. catch your attention. Why? Because if you if I don't catch your attention at the first few seconds of this show, Nobody's going to care what I have to say afterwards. You know what I mean? So I can have the best book on the planet. If you're not interested in hearing about it or you're not interested in reading it and I'm boring you when I'm on here, well, guess what? There's no way you're going to read my book. There's no possible way whatsoever. So I think that being a little bit more animated, getting comfortable within your own skin, which is a very big thing, and a lot of people have a problem with that, but getting getting comfortable within your own skin and putting yourself out there with your best foot forwards and your mouth open wide, um, I feel that that is going to be your best bet for anybody who's in entertainment, anybody who is a creative. Some people are just afraid to talk. Some people are afraid to get in front of people. That's the only way you're going to be seen. You got to bite, kick, scratch, you know, and fight to be seen and heard nowadays, you know? Um, Brim, do you think this has to do with uh, personality? Because that would be a good excuse for people, you know, to say, oh, I'm an introvert. I can never do this. Or is it trained? I mean, you make, did you make a conscious decision? You're just going to kind of show off more of what you think you've got? Or, or do you think it was something innate that you, you would have been a sort of a rowdy, wild character whether you're or not you you know you actually ended up being famous it's all it's all a little bit of everything um it's a little bit of everything to be completely honest when we were talking prior to me coming on i was laid back i was calm you know we were talking we were having a regular conversation of course if i'm here and my voice inflection doesn't match what i'm talking about and get you involved then you're not going to be interested you know what i mean um so 
yes, like to, to a certain extent, a lot of it was learned over the years, you know, and I've emulated people that, that, um, you know, of course it's all me, but I've, you know, wanted to emulate people that, that I respect and I admire and, and people that, um, have always been, you know, true to, you know, their brand, um, you know, and, and, and over the years you find more people that, you know, you, you go, wow, this guy is, is really good. And this one is really great. Like you, for me personally, and this might sound weird as all hell. One of the people that I've always tried to, to follow career wise is Madonna. You want to know why? Cause every five years or so she comes out completely ref, you know, refurbished. She's still Madonna, but now she's just, you know, kind of tweaking it to, you know, to stay relevant. You know what I mean? She tweaks a little bit, but she's still Madonna. You know what I mean? And, and she was what, and Prince before he died did the same thing, but Madonna all throughout this time, you know what I mean? Has always done stuff to, to stay relevant. And that for me is, is something that I, I, um, you know, always pay attention to and have paid attention to, um, in terms of, 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 um, you know, public speaking, it can be learned. It can be taught, you know, personality can be taught to a certain extent. You either have it or you don't. I mean, you know what I mean? But, but, you know, to a certain extent, you can be a little less than boring. You know what I mean? You know, to be completely honest, um, you know, and I don't, and I'm not trying to be rude or put anybody down because anybody could do anything that they put their hearts and their minds to. That's, that's it. You put in the blood, sweat and tears. It will work. Don't quit. Once you quit, you know, you, you've given up all hope and, and, you know, and, and you, you should never stop trying to obtain your dreams. Um, but that being said, you know, again, there are people that have the best productions whatsoever. The production's the most amazing thing on the planet, but they can't put two words together or they're boring as all sin. I can't stand seeing that sometimes. You know what I mean? I'm going, you know, <laughs> there's so many people that, that have, you know, worked hard to, on their craft to get better and to build themselves up, you know, and, and now you, you're dealing with this. Uh, but that being said, they deserve the opportunity to shine as well. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and look, and, and I'm going to tell you this with 40 years in the industry, 40 years in the industry, I've gotten up and I've, I've spoken in front of tens of thousands of people at a clip as I, I got up and spoke to two or three people at a clip The the people, when you're talking to two or three people at a clip, that's a lot more difficult than speaking to a whole ton of people, people, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, people go, Oh no, how could that be? There's so many people. Yeah. Because when you got two or three people, that's, you know, you know, that these three people are playing, paying full attention to every word you say, you know, but, um, and I still get butterflies. I, I go out and I do it and do my job, but I still get the butterflies. I'm human. You know what I mean? And, and like, okay, I got to work myself up. I got to go and I got to perform. You know what I mean? Well, there's a magic to the fact that you are able to bring this energy, even think about this situation, right? I mean, we're sitting in front of each other's cameras, uh, you know, far away from each other. And you're bringing that energy that we, because of course there, there's people ultimately listening to this, but yeah. maybe not live. And it's, uh, that, that's hard. Um, for it's sure. fun. Listen, when you got a person like you on the other end, it is, it is seamless. It's easy. You know what I mean? If I'm sitting and talking to myself, it's a little more difficult. You know, I, when I can work off your energy and you've got a nice, you know, flow of how you do things, it's easy. You know what I mean? Um, but you, you've gotta, you've gotta be in it to win it, you know? Um, and, and one of the biggest things for people work on your voice inflection, work, work on, work on, you know, bringing the energy level up. Now also, if you're all the way down here, 
you know, and, and I, and I'm up here, it's not going to make any sense, but I can, if you're down here and, and I come up a little bit, now I'm talking a little, we could bring that level up a little bit more. And then I could go a little bit higher until eventually the person I'm dealing with is on a higher level. You know what I mean? So I'm elevating them or I could bring myself down to there, you know, down, down here, you know, down here, but I I'd rather let's elevate, let's give a little more energy. Let's make things, you know, exciting, you know, because why listen to someone who's boring? We want to have a good time, right? So, uh, you know, that's that's what it is. Um, and I hope I'm being helpful. Brim, what are the things that ultimately matter to you? Because you're speaking as if you want to be relevant to people. That I mean, you just said that. And, and you want to entertain. And there's something fundamental. I don't think everybody naturally thinks of themselves as an as entertainers. So there takes, you know, that's a certain type of a person who sees, you know, I, I want to be able to entertain or that is kind of my natural state. Mm-hmm. But what is it that matters to you? Why are you doing all these things? Because right? um, you could at any point have sat down and said, yeah, this brimstone thing was great. Yeah, I was a wrestler. Look at all my nice videos. You know, I can bring it back to my mom and, you know, my my friends or significant other. And, and, and then I can count my money and I can, you know, do what people do, like play golf or become a wrestling promoter. I don't know what you would have done if you weren't continuing. (laughs) Why are you driving yourself so hard still? And having achieved so many dreams, I'm assuming, and perhaps things you never dreamt of, I'm curious, what are you proud of? What are you ashamed of? And what does matter to you now? Well, first and foremost, for the the whole beginning of that, that, um, you know, what you were saying in terms of why I'm, why I do it, I do it because I'm here to leave a legacy, um, not just for myself, but for my family and for my family to be proud of my wife, my three kids, you know, when, when they have kids, my grandchildren, I want people to, you know, look back and go, wow, you know, this, he was part of my family and, you know, or he's, that's my dad and, and so forth. And I want to leave a legacy and I want to leave, you know, behind something for them to, you know, say, you know, be proud of, you know, um, that there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with, with, with moms or dads going out and working nine to fives and hustling and, you know, doing their thing for the kids. I wanted to do something different and that's me, you know? Um, so I, I, I really went out there to, to continue to build the legacy and that's in or out of a wrestling ring. I haven't wrestled in geez. I mean, years, you know, it's been, it's been a long time. I think 2009 was the last time I stepped in a ring. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, the, the fact is, is, is that's why I do it. I do it. I, I bust my hump. I, I work hard. Um, and if I don't work hard, somebody else will do it. You know what I mean? If you're not doing it, somebody else is going to do it. So why shouldn't it be me? So I, I, you know, I bust my hump to do what I need to do in order to bring home the bread and to make sure to keep building on the empire and building on the legacy that I want to leave. Um, you know, that being said, you know, uh, I, I forgot the, the second part of the question was. Well, I was just curious, you know, what, what are you uh, ultimately the most uh, proud or, or, or ashamed of that you, that you kind of either dreamt of and have achieved or, or, or things you still kind of want, want to achieve? It might sound cheesy, but the, the best thing that I've ever created and the best thing that I've ever done are, are you know, my children, uh, you know, and my family. My family is the thing I'm most proud of. Um, what do you call it? And and that's what, you know, being having a, six, a successful marriage, you know what I mean? With my wife, we're, we're going to be together 20 years in, in February coming this year. You know, um, at the end of the day, I, you know can't, 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 uh, that's my biggest accomplishment. Um, especially being someone who's, you know, in and out of town a lot on the road, a lot, a lot of things going on a lot of the time. 
um, you know, and, and being able to still be dad and be around for anything that's important and, you know, um, spend time with my children, you know, th that's, that's an accomplishment for me. Um, everything else is, is just gravy. You know what I mean? Everything else is just gravy. I, I, if it all ended tomorrow it would suck, but I'd be like, you know what? I did a lot. I did, I did a good job and you know, I'll, I'm happy staying at home and re relaxing with my wife and my kids, you know? Um, but it's not ending tomorrow. <laughs> I've got, I've got a lot going on. I do, you know, like four different shows, uh, you know, yeah, what like are some of the wise. exciting things you've got lined up? What right. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of really cool things. Some I can talk about in depth, some I can't, but right now, um, you know, I, I do regularly. I'm, I'm uh, one of the hosts of the Grindhouse Radio uh, myself, uh, Kim Adragna and Tom Greer with three main hosts for GHR. And, uh, you know, we're on over 30 different networks syndicated worldwide. We're doing, you know, tremendous things. We've won just since the beginning of this year. We've won about seven, eight uh, new awards, uh, which is fantastic. I mean, I can't I can't complain. Um, you know, we, we have so much fun doing that. Um, along with with uh, Greer, I do truly in concert sequential we do that on wednesdays live uh at 2 p.m that's a little later today um you know i don't know when this comes out but we recorded on we record on a wednesday um and then we do um i do within brim skin which is like my rant show uh, and that comes out on tuesdays and i also do a show that's um separate from uh the grindhouse radio um network i do a show with dana Pereira, who does trophy wife life um, we do it. It's called, uh, the dirty little secrets club, which is, is a, a lot of fun. That's again, you know, where I normally do pop culture and, you know, brimstone bravado and all that garbage. Um, what do you call it? We wind up a uh, dirty little secrets club. We get a little naughty and have some fun there. Nothing crazy, but it's, it's a lot of fun and, uh, it's just something different, you know? So we do that. Um, right now I am in production for, uh, we were in pre-production for a while, but I'm in production for a new television series with my son. Um, that's all I can give you there. But right now it's, it's, uh, hmm. it's, it's a lot of, a lot of work and a lot of fun. Um, what do you call it? But that is a new television series that when it's, when the time is right, everybody will know about it. And uh, right now I'm on NDA, so I can't, can't say anything more. Uh, but you know, that, that is, we just started filming on the 14th of August. Um, you know, I do a ton of different voiceover work. I've got serial killers, which is coming out video game and, uh, an animated series. Um, what do you call it? Uh, I mean, and the list goes on. I, there's another, another couple of them that, um, what do you call it? Uh, that people, um, that, that my, my GHR crew are involved in doing some voice work for as well. Um, then I got another one where, where my daughter, my little one, uh, she's 10, she's going to be 11. Uh, she's actually voicing a character with me, uh, which is a lot of fun. So, you know, it, it's, there's always something going on. Uh, mm -hmm. I have two new hot sauces coming out, uh, to go along with my, my line and, uh, bringing back one of the old ones, the sweet heat treat, which is a huge fan favorite. Um, you know, I released, what was it last year? I believe it was, um, my, what, my, one of my, uh, my tabletop book, my coffee table book. Um, what do you call it? Which is, um, uh, it's pretty much, you know, all positive thinking, you know, just quotes. And, uh, you know, the forward was written by my buddy, uh, Charles Martinet, who does the voice for Mario and Luigi for Nintendo. Um, so he did the, he did the, the, you know, the, the, the forward for me. It's just a lot of things, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? 
Uh, and the most recent thing that should be launching soon, uh, I don't know again when this is coming out, but um, for Suicide Awareness Month, which is starting in September, um, I manage an artist called Arizona Lindsay, um, and she I set up with another friend of mine, um, DMC, the legendary DMC from Run DMC. Um, he did a, a feature um, on, on a new track for her uh, for Suicide Awareness Month, so I'm really excited about that launching. Uh, that should be, you know, uh, it's a it's a great track. I've been hmm. in the studio a couple of times and you know helping out and and it's just in, incredible. So uh, a lot of really great, cool things. Great stuff. So uh, I, I guess my last uh, uh, comment uh, and question would be, you know, what should if we uh, kind of open the aperture a little bit more uh, beyond kind of the immediate stuff you've got going? What should people be expecting when it comes to entertainment in the in the years ahead? What are some exciting things or developments or or things to look out for? Or even if people are trying to get into the industry, what should people be pursuing? Any any ideas? <sighs> Well, as far as the future, I mean, the whole idea of, of this, this show itself is the future of entertainment, right? So well, that's the theme of this show. So, I mean, it, I think that the future, what the future holds is um, there's a lot going on now um, with and, and trending in, in uh, virtual reality. Um, you know, I, I got to tell you, um, I was super stoked when I got the um, at the virtual the virtual uh, headset, uh, which which was just insane. Um and and I, I I've I'm just blown away by it because again I'm 46 I'm going to be 47 uh, this week actually um, and you go, oh my god now I'm getting old I'm getting old man anyway so looking at that I'm feeling like a lot of things are going to start going virtual um, where you might not be in especially if things keep happening with the virus and stuff you know, who knows where that's going but they have the ability now where you can have a headset on never leave your living room but be at a concert and see the people that you're at the concert with right next to you and actually see the band that's playing or the crew, the group that's that's there you know what i mean like you will feel you know what I mean? The, 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 you know, being in that, that presence. So I think virtual reality might be where things are going, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, you know what I mean? Nothing will ever take the place of a, a true live event, but think of the possibilities, you know what I mean? Think of the possibilities, you know, you, something could be happening in Germany and, you know, you could be in, in uh, New York and, and, you know, at the concert, you know, still buying tickets, still doing this, that, and the next thing. Think about what Disney does on a regular basis. Everybody knows Disney. You love Disney, right? Maybe, maybe sure. not. OK, when you go to Disney, what do they do? Certain areas of the park, they have certain scents that come out. That's, you know, what I mean, that helps bring you, you know, real into the moment. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, it's it's they could do the same thing, you know, with with this headset. They can just, you know, you know, at a concert, you can get that, the you know, like a whatever scent would be there. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it just puts you in in the place i know when i played uh no free ads but the walking dead on uh you know on that headset um i, I feel as though i'm there you know what i mean i feel as though i'm there so you know i gotta believe they could do the same thing with that i mean hell they were messing with it with uh with tupac shakur not too long ago i think they did it with michael jackson and a few other people um where they just had an actual you know um uh, digital version of the person that they brought to life and they were up on stage performing. You know what I mean? Like 
if they could do that, they could do a lot. Um, now, what do you call it? We, it was funny because this past week we talked about AI and all that jazz on on Grindhouse, and it was you know uh, we have just a wide variety of of, of thoughts about that in, in terms of you know where where that's going. But um, you know, it is the future. That's what's happening, um, and and who knows what what's going to take place. I think that um, you know a lot of people have more opportunity. Uh, and it's just getting the word out there is what, what the issue is going to be opportunity and becoming something big are two completely different things. But once you get that opportunity, if you grab hold of it and ride it till the wheels fall off, then, you know, you've, you'll, 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 uh, you'll find success. And I hope I'm making sense. You're making a lot of sense. Brimstone, I'm so happy that you came on the show. Uh, exciting to hear about all of the things you have done, the things you're still doing, and the inspiring things you want others to do. Um, thanks a lot. No, my pleasure. I appreciate it. And anybody wants to check me out, you know, please please visit therealbrimstone.com or um, you know, you can go on, I am on all social media, but on Instagram is where I, you know, spend the most time. It's also at the real brimstone verified. You'll know it's me. Uh, anybody who, what do you call it? Who writes to me, as long as you're respectful, I'm happy to write back, uh, engage with me. I like to engage people on, on the, uh, uh, on the posts. I'm here for you. I have questions, you know, hit me up. You have just listened to episode 133 of the Futurized podcast with host Trondarne Unheim, futurist and author. If you are interested in Trond's product or services, feel free to check out futurized.org slash store, where you can book a keynote speech, become a sponsor or partner, request a podcast swap, or buy a few of Trond's books, such as Health Tech, Future Tech, Pandemic Aftermath, Disruption Games, or Leadership from Below. If you are interested in all of Tron's projects, check out his website, trondundheim.com, which has links to his other podcasts as well as his public appearances. In this conversation, we talked about what the next decade looks like in Brimstone's sphere of entertainment, comics, and wrestling. My takeaway is that the future of entertainment is still about providing a standout performance and building a brand around your personality coupled with your products and services. It is encouraging to learn that entertaining can be rehearsed by anybody, regardless of personality. But rest assured, there is only one brimstone, this larger-than-life character, and only one show like Futurized. Thanks for listening. If you liked the show, subscribe at futurized.org or in your preferred podcast player and rate us with five stars. If you like this topic, you may enjoy other episodes of Futurized such as episode 107, The Future of Art and Tech, episode 80, The Future of Personal Development, or episode 54, The Future of AR. Here's a clip from my conversation with Ben Cavallis, the co-founder and CMO of Art AI, from episode 107, The Future of Art and Tech. Ben, what's the future of art and technology? It's for everyone to understand that, like what we know in music, you can use a synthesizer to use new type of music and we will always continue to discover new genres. It works the same with art. You can use technological tools to enhance and to add on top of what we understand and recognize today as art and this is in no way coming to replace it. This is another way for us to use technology in order to create something new out of the very familiar thing that we know as art. Hopefully, you'll find something awesome in these or other episodes. 
If so, do let us know by messaging us. We would love to share your thoughts with other listeners. Futurized is created in association with Yegi, the Insight Network. Yegi lets clients create multidisciplinary dream teams consisting of subject matter experts, academics, consultants, data scientists, and generalists as team leaders. Yegi's services include speeches, briefings, seminars, reports, and ongoing monitoring. You can find Yegi at yegi.org. That's Y-E-G-I-I. The Futurized team consists of podcast host and sound technician Trun Arne Unheim, videographer Raoul Edward D. Trebuithan, and podcast marketer Naheen Israfil Hussein. Please share this show with those you care about. To find us on social media is easy. We are Futurized on LinkedIn and YouTube and Futurized 2 on Instagram and Twitter. See you next time. Futurized. Conversations that matter.